Welcome to the Men Made For More podcast, a show designed by men for men looking to get strong, feel confident, and live a high-performing life. As men, we face many challenges as we try and strive for a better life. You want to live a meaningful and confident life, but you don't know where to start. You've lost your physical and mental edge that's keeping you from living out your full potential. You're tired of talking about doing big things, and you're ready to start living it. With the Men Made For More podcast, our goal is to teach you how to strengthen your body, your mind, and your purpose on your way to reaching your full potential. It's time to start living as the man you know you can be to help lift those up that matter the most in your life. Every week, we'll have a featured guest who will share valuable information and experience to give you actionable strategies you can apply to live as the man you were made to be. We'll draw on our guest's knowledge and experience. And more importantly, we'll discuss how this applies to the common challenges and struggles of being a man in today's world. Our goal is to not only build strong men physically, but to help coach and develop strong friends, sons, brothers, fathers, business owners, and professionals in every area of your life. I'm your host, Dr. Dave Pachkowski, proud husband, business owner, physical therapist, and strength coach with a passion for helping other men strengthen their body, their mind, and their purpose. Wherever you're at on your journey, I'm excited to have you here with us today. Now let's dive in to today's episode of the Men Made for More podcast. Matt, welcome to the Men Made for More podcast, man. I'm stoked to have you on here for our first yeah. in-person one here at Inside Out Strength and Performance. So first I'm, in person, first in person. Come on, honored for it. So yeah. we'll see how stoked it goes. For, for those watching the video, we get the uh, the fresh look here away from the normal the normal podcast scene. But yeah, yeah, thanks for coming on today, man. This is good social distance, right? Yeah, we're distanced. We're safe. We're we're safe. There might be some footsies going on underneath the table, but I think we're good. Up top, we're good. Yeah, so. <laughs> now, why don't you fill in, uh, fill in listeners here, give a little background on your story personally, professionally, where you're at, and uh, mm. kind of your background so people can get a better idea of you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, thanks again for having me on. I feel honored. Just, you know, the privilege of being here. Just feel like I'm actually getting a workout just by sitting in this uh, gym. It feels, it works. feels great. But uh, yeah, I mean, my story is, it's kind of a, you know, unconventional one, but uh, well, let me say currently I'm uh, on staff as a pastor at our church and been there for about 15 years. And uh, that's not something I ever, ever thought I was going to do. It wasn't like, you know, posters of pastors on my wall as a kid, you know, that's what I want to be when I grew up. <laughs> but um, yeah, because all, all I wanted to do for me personally was just be the rock star, bro. I wanted to, you know, I played uh, drums, guitar, actually, you know, was self-taught and all of those things. I didn't have YouTube like the kids have these days. Learn, <laughs> it's crazy what the what access they have to things like that. But yeah, uh, just loved music and loved playing playing drums, playing the guitar. And so I was in, got started with uh, some bands and doing that kind of thing. Uh, and that was kind of in high school, right out of high school. Was that's all I wanted to do and pursue. Uh, long story short, from there, uh, a band that I actually uh, had had started. You know, I ended up getting kicked out of my own band. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, kicked out. And then from that point on, it was just really a, a pivot in my life. Uh, a friend of mine who was a youth pastor at the church that I currently am at right now, he invited me to be a part of the ministry. And that's where I just felt, um, you know, God awakened in me this this desire and passion to, to lead and to invest in the lives of others. And it was over a course of years of doing that, that it really was cemented, like, this is what I want to do. Uh, so long story short, I mean, my role has been uh, at the at the church has morphed and changed and evolved, but I've been there for 15 years. 
and uh, it's been been a wild ride. About uh, 10 years ago, met Paige, uh, got married, and we now have just a little over a two-year-old uh, boy, little Archer. And so I'm learning what it's like to be a dad and all the the fun and challenges and everything that comes with that. So long story short, that's where it brings us to today. Brings it brings us to where we are. Yeah. And uh, how did you, I know you said you you're wearing a lot of different roles at at the church. How's it how's it evolved from when you started to where you are now? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, started uh, in youth ministry. So that friend I was telling you about. Uh, I mean, shortly after I came on board there and was a part of the team, he was actually let go. And there was this kind of this vacuum of leadership. There was, and so there were a few of us uh, leaders. We kind of banded together to keep the ministry going. And um, again, at that time, I still kind of wanted to just do music. That was my gig. And but uh, it, you know, God used that that transition in that time, that season, to um, awaken uh, that passion. And so all of a sudden, I found myself really caring about this team the students and keeping um, everyone, making sure that everyone was, was cared for and that the ministry kept going. And so we did that for about seven years, uh, youth ministry. So I ended up getting hired on as the youth pastor, did that for about seven years and then transitioned for about five years into a role that was kind of a hybrid of uh, uh, young adult ministry, plus some like communications and marketing and website, social media, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and just about two, three years ago, transitioned again into my my current role, which is a pastor of overseeing all of our groups, um, our young adult ministry, and then getting to teach, uh, you know, once a month, once every five weeks or so. Uh, so it's been kind of a, a wild ride and uh, doing things today, you know, in, in, you know, in ministry that just was, ne- again, never on my radar um, but it's kind of been cool along the way. People have been able to call out and and, and notice and to pinpoint different giftings and, and things that they've seen in me. And I've needed that to kind of, I, I don't know where I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, to be honest. And it's been cool to have people called out and say, Matt, like, you, you are good at this. You have a gift here. And so that's been a huge encouragement as well. And so, yeah, different roles, but within the same church. And it's been a gift to be there. Yeah. It's been awesome getting to know you and uh, hearing, you know, Lindsay and I would both agree on this hearing, hearing you preach both formally on, uh, on Sundays, but also just mm-hmm. talking with you. It's, uh, you know, it's definitely a, you have a unique gift with, with tying together, you know, certain things that even for, for Christians, for non-Christians alike, like applicable life things. And I, I know you are, you read into some of the self-help world, like you're, you're aware of those things too. It's not like mm-hmm. only, you know, only based on, on the Bible and not exposing yourself to other things. And cause the things we're going to talk about today are so, you know, we're talking off camera are so applicable to, to people in general of how to improve your relationships, how to be more vulnerable, how to, how to give love. And I, I know for you, you mentioned that important thing is receiving love first. And, and yeah. how do we, you know, especially vulnerability is such a big kind of buzzword. I think right now, a lot of people are talking about being vulnerable and it's, it's a, uh, you know, more accepted to be vulnerable. It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, something we're encouraged to just like go out there and be vulnerable. And I, I think it's easier said than done, I think with, uh, actually letting people truly into, into our lives. But you know, what, what challenges do you see with, uh, for men, especially is trying to, trying to put up this macho front. We're trying to, you know, be these, these bold men, these men that are, are unfazed. Uh, how do we start to let, 
love in and how do we do that with, with how we're you know, loving others and, and loving ourselves as well? Yeah, that's a great question. A mentor of mine once said he defined love in this way. He said, love is the process of meeting needs. And so in order to, to love and to be loved, there has to be needs that are being met. And I think what you're talking about in describing macho men, like as a persona, as this, as a shield and a shell, it doesn't allow a man to be loved. If you, if you walk around thinking I have to be, I have to be my strongest self and I can't show any weakness. I can't show any, you know, limitations and all that stuff. What you're doing, it might feel like you're, you know, it's self-protection and all that, but what you're doing is that you're actually keeping love out. You can't be loved if people don't, aren't allowed to meet a need. And so when we, we uh, minimize our needs and we, we hide our weaknesses, we're actually doing a very, we're harming ourselves you know, from, from being able to receive the love and the care, the support that others are ready to give us. So that's the, I'd say one of the things that, you know, the, the, the macho man, the, the man's man, the, all of whatever, however you wanted to describe that, it, it definitely, it keeps people out. Yeah. And where, and hmm. I know some, some men can be skeptical of, of going out and, maybe sharing their feelings with everyone. Like yeah. where's a start, where's a, you know, where's maybe a practical starting point for people? Is it just within the home or like, how do you start to, you know, we're, we're not necessarily saying just go tell everyone you meet, like every stranger, yeah. <laughs> your, you know, deepest, deepest, darkest secrets or anything, but how to, how do you, how would you suggest guys start to yeah. branch into this? Cause it's a, it's a big shift for some people if they're used to putting up this front and a shield, how do we start to break, break down that shield to, to let that in? Yeah. Well, I think first things first, you got to come and uh, get to know Dr. Dave, you know, just be on his podcast. It <laughs> opens up lives. It does. No, it, but it's a great question. Like what are the, what do we do? Um, I think first and, first and foremost, I mean, I want to answer that question with some practicals, but, but to, to really think through a couple things here, uh, we live in a culture that tells us, you know, the, you know, the way that I've said it before is, is we're allergic to need and we're addicted to strength. And we got to realize the culture that we swim in is, is really, it's, it's, it's teaching us to, to, to operate in a, in a certain way. And I'd say it's even lying to us about what it means to be strong, what it means to be a man. And the way that I think about this, you know, like we have to understand that we are created beings, whatever faith background you have, whatever, you know, you come from, like, I think we can come to the common understanding that we, we didn't create ourselves. We're created beings and we have a creator. And again, I don't know if not everyone's going to agree with that, but just that we're give, you know, give that premise a chance, give it, take this premise for a test drive. If you are a created being, you have a creator, then you are created to function in a certain way. You know, there's a way in which you are designed to live. And the, the thing that, that, that I keep coming back to is like, um, you know, like feelings and emotions. So those are like kind of one of the things we're talking about, like, you know, men have a, have a, I'd say mostly men, it can be to man and woman issue to like, mostly men have a hard time sharing emotion, showing, you know, the, the, the cracks in the armor, you know, feelings and all that stuff where kind of, we stay away from those things. But what if you were created to feel? What if that's a part of the design? You're given a heart and your heart, it, without 
you don't have to train your heart. Your heart feels, it feels things there's, there's emotions. And so instead of like pushing emotions away and, and, and getting them, you know, I don't want anything to do with feelings and emotions. What if we actually got, we began to be curious about what those, those feelings and those emotions were again, it's not going away from um, who we are, but going deeper into it, going deeper into if we're created and we are created with a heart that feels let's let it behooves us to, to understand that. And to go to go deeper into that and to understand, okay, what is it that I'm feeling? What is it that I'm thinking? What are what are my my fears, my my wounds, my the pains, my joys? You know, so I think first things first is just understanding that feelings are not it's not a the F word, okay? <laughs> feelings are a, a, a good thing. And to learn how to identify those would be like step one. And then begin to uh open yourselves up to like talking about those with others. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. We're not suggesting like, here's your prescription, go and just start to, you know, find a shoulder to cry on, you know, (laughs) go and share everything that you're going through. But uh, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. Do you have any any thoughts about that? Just in terms of us being created beings, does that make sense? Yeah, no, totally. And I I think, you know, one thing that stood out as you were talking about that too, is, you know, we look at this pandemic and this lockdown Mm -hmm. and, uh, the need to be in relationship was is more evident now than it's, it's ever been. Especially we look back to to March, April with shutdowns and lockdowns and those things too. I don't think anyone can argue, said regardless of belief background, that we're made to be in community and relationship for those that were you know in some kind of community already, and that got taken away. Regardless of friendships, families, seeing people that's mm-hmm. that I think that revealed its its need of of how how badly we we need to be regularly doing that. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's fundamental. Like, I mean, we are relational beings and that's, you're, you're absolutely right. If there's been something that we've seen just in the aftermath or um, throughout the course of the last eight, nine months of this pandemic is just the importance of relationships and families and people and being known by others and being able to, to share and to relate, to carry burdens and to really Again, like to think about the needs that have, have surfaced in this time, you know, like there's, I've, I've seen both, both cases here where there's been a lot, a lot of need. And then there's also been this really cool way where, where people have been, you know, called needs and leads. <laughs> like there's a lot of people with needs and there's a lot of people with leads. Like I can meet that. And think about this is that when we express need and limitation to others, we're actually a in giving them an invitation to step more fully into who they are. Like what a cool gift that is. If you, Dave, are, if you're trying to love me, you know, to support me and I'm like, no, dude, I'm good. I'm fine. It's actually, it's not me. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Oh, I don't want I don't want to be a burden to you. Sure. That might be a part of it, but I'm actually saying, no, I'm not allowing you to love me. I'm not allowing you to be who you were created to be. So it's just kind of a cool thing for us to express need to one another, to express to you like, man, this is going on. Here's a hard, a hard situation. We're opening that up. Like we're actually inviting other people to step more fully into who they were created to be. Like what a cool gift that is. Yeah, no, I, I love that. It put some different perspective on it because I never thought about that as it relates to our gifts, our talents and those other things. I, I can't think of a time where I've ever, you know, offered someone something and been like, Hey, like, I want you to have this or, you know, whatever that may yeah. be. And then being like, 
Oh no, no. Like in re- rejecting it, me feeling really like I'm never, I never feel good leaving that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they take it and they're appreciative and they, they actually accept it. And uh, you know, I, I didn't think about that as much as it relates to like love as well. Yeah. I mean, think about it's a gift to receive a gift. Well, you know, it's, it's allowing that person to, um, to be who they are and to, yeah. So it, it, it seems like we're helping people out by saying, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be uh, and again, we, we also don't want to say, I mean, we get it. There's people that take advantage of this kind of thing and there's the highly needy friends and the people, man, every time I'm with them, they suck me dry. It's like, I mean, again, we're not talking about those extremes. Those exist. And those are, there's different protocol for that. Sure. We're just talking about just the day to day life, like living in on this, this planet, you are going to encounter limitation. You're going to encounter need. You're going to encounter weakness. And you're also going to be, you're going to be able to offer and provide strength. You're going to be able to offer resources. You're going to be able to, to give. So it gets us both. And, and so just like, what does it look like for us to live in, in light of, of who we are and in here at, on this, this planet, this broken place, that will eventually, um, it, it will come at us. We will, we will be in p- positions of need. Are we willing to, to reach out and, and allow people to love us? Hmm. Yeah, that's great. And so you mentioned first thing is identifying those things. And I, I think for, for some that might be, for some that might be a great starting point, if, it, if they're, they've pushed emotions so far aside that they can't even identify what they're feeling. It sounds like that's a great start, but for those that are maybe aware, but, unable to share what, uh, you know, what advice do you have in terms of, okay, mm. I've identified these things. I, this is where my insecurities are. This is where my emotions are that I'm, that I'm pushing aside. How do you, you know, how do you recommend or, or what's, what's stopping people from, mm. from sharing? Cause I think of things like fear. I think of things like insecurity, fear, rejection, like those things, what's, what's stopping people and what are maybe some ways that they can get over that. Cause like we said, it's, it's easy to sit here yeah. and be like, Oh, just go, you know, go share that thing. But those, those cuts can be deep and those can be yeah. you know, hard to, hard to let people in on. Yeah. Well, it's, it's often in, in relationships that we, ha- we, uh, we experience the deepest wounding, but it's also going to be in relationships that we experience the deepest healing. And it's a, <laughs> It's, so it's, it almost feels like paradoxical, like, man, the, 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 and a lot of times, you know, where we have, a, where we've been hurt and wounded, like we want to just stay as far away from that. Like, and we make these vows and these promises to ourselves. Well, I went off and I, I shared my, my, you know, this, this extremely painful thing with, with my friend and I was betrayed. I was rejected or, you know, whatever that might be. Then this is where the vow comes in. I will never do that again. Like I'm, I'm never going to allow myself to be known and I'm be exposed in that way. And so a lot of the, the things that, you know, that we do today to, to make ourselves appear like we've got it together and all the resume building activities that we're a part of, all of the persona management that we're obsessed with, it really is, is a, a reaction to potentially a reaction to the, the woundings that we received earlier on because we did trust somebody and then they let us down. Um, but to answer your question directly is it's okay. It is difficult. And it's still something that I am constant. I, I long for, and I'm so thankful that God brings people into my life that I can experience that, uh, that trust with, I, I think that's what it comes down to, to be honest, it's trust is trusting myself with others. 
and to be someone that they, that can be trusted with them. Like, give me who you are. And I want, and so that I can, I can in whatever way be used by God to, to encourage and support you, or even just to be an unflinching friend, you know, for, for you to to tell me what's going on in your life and me, like, I'm not going to flinch. I'm not going anywhere. I want, you know, I'm here to, to support and encourage you through, through this. Um, not try to fix it, but to, to be there with you. But I, I, that's what I'm, you know, I'm looking for, you know, when I'm looking at, or I think it's the, the desires of our, that's the desire of our hearts, you know, relationally. So yeah, I want a place that's so safe where I can actually be myself and reveal all that stuff and to, to not be rejected in, so to be known and loved, not known and rejected. Um, so I think, you know, the first thing that we can do, honestly, is seek to be that kind of person, you know, to, to be that safe place and to to show interest and curiosity into the lives of others. And because, um, again, and, you know, we can. Yeah, I think just being being a safe place for someone to to process um, and not not necessarily looking to get my needs met, you know, first and foremost, but to to be a need meter. I know this sounds like. I feel like I'm, I'm contradicting what I said earlier, but the, the place to start is like, okay, I can, I want to be for others. What I'd like for them to be for me is the simple way to put it, you know, cause we can't control other people, but we can seek to become the, the thing that, uh, that we want others to provide. So that'd be like the, the, the first thing is just how well am I doing at, at being that for others at that trusted place? Yeah. And I think that could be such a, I mean, one, I think we'd be amazed at the quality of the relationships that can improve when, when you do that, but how that can be an inspiration to, you know, at some point we have to, we have to break the chain as guys, this can happen as, you know, if, if you're around people that are, have that front up and have that shield up, it, you know, leadership in general, we talk leading, whether it's in a company, whether it's in our family, mm-hmm. whether it's in anything, leaders have to initiate and have to initiate into into that. And if you're waiting for, you know, you're probably longing for someone else to, to do, to fill that need for you. But sometimes I would guess we might have to take the the first step and, and that requires some, some vulnerability, some fear to, to step into that. But anything you, you'd have to on that with, with initiating. Well, I think that's huge being the one who to initiate. And I think if there was like, you know, characteristics of manhood, you know, I think an initiator is, is it's in the, <laughs> the top of the list it to, to, to initiate. I think that that is huge. I think so many, much of my life, to be honest with you, like has been looking like, would somebody please provide for me what I feel like I'm missing. And I'm, I'm looking to, especially with other, um, you know, I've sought out mentors and, and people who I could go seek uh, wisdom from. And I think that's, you know, I'm so thankful for the mentors that I, that, that I've been able to, um, you know, that people have invested into my life. Uh, and there, there just comes a point where we can't, can't get stuck just looking for things from others, but to, to pivot, you know, and to become an, to initiate and to insert ourselves into the lives of others for, for their good. But knowing like, you know, I don't come, I'm not coming here to harm you. I'm coming here to bring about like, you know, I want to, I want to actually relate. I want to actually connect and so providing, a, you know, in a conversation, providing um, transparency and being vulnerable and all of those things. And, and 
Yeah. Long-winded way of saying my addition to what you said was like to initiate. That's huge. <laughs> and I'd kind of kind of curious to hear hear your thoughts on this too, because I think you know even if there is a, a fear around it, even if there is you know I, if the fear is around like this can be draining or this is going to be taxing on me or it's a lot of giving. I think even mm-hmm. if you're I think even say, even if you're selfish, like the ability to do this and be there for someone. I think there's receiving that happens from that as well. The same way that I think when we go, you know, service should be a selfless act, but even if there's, you know, selfish motives behind it, I still think it, it can, you know, it, it definitely adds to your life. It's not like this is purely a giving thing for those that might be on the fence with the worry of, of that needy friend or that thing. I, I think there's, there's probably receiving that can happen from this as well. hundred uh, percent. Yeah. To think that, it's only a good thing to do as long as I'm not being, I'm not getting any joy out of it. <laughs> that's, just a, that's a big lie, you know, and it's just a, a recipe to create very miserable people. No, I think we were, again, I think God created us to experience uh, the joy of, of, of sacrifice and generosity to give our lives for the betterment of someone else is actually life giving you know, it, it can be, yeah, sure. There's a lot of, there's our tough times and it's not always like, we're going to feel like it. You know, that, that, that's, that's the thing too. Is like, I don't feel, I don't feel like it. So uh, I shouldn't do it or what, whatever. It's just, no, I think it's extremely life-giving when, you know, it may, it may be not in that particular moment, but to know that I was stepping more fully into um, what I was created to do just to, to love others and to love them well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that there's, there's like benefit in <laughs> that we can like, that was, that was so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Makes, it, makes it rewarding. Yeah. I'm curious uh, on, you know, question as, as we were talking to is, are there different levels to this? I think of, you know, for me, you know, with my wife, Lindsay, it's, it's easy for me to be open and vulnerable. We've gotten, we've gotten to the point where it's, you know, and, and some guys, might be in a relationship where it's not, but I feel like the, for me, the, the kind of wider the circle goes, it gets, it gets harder. Where's the, are there different levels to this in terms of within our, if we're married with our spouses to like close friends to, you know, where does the, I'll say, where's the, where's the line drawn to where there's even, I, I can tell certain personality types, I have a harder, harder time being vulnerable around. I'm guessing that's maybe insecurities or things that I, you know, I see in them maybe that I'm, mm. that they have that I don't. And, and that creates insecurities that, so I'm just curious your thoughts on as the, as it expands to, should this be something we're doing with ideally with, with people we, we don't know super closely, or is it, mm. is it the, the more core of the circle, the more vulnerable we be. And then it kind of dissipates <laughs> a little bit as we, as we expand. Is that, does that make sense what I'm asking? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be different for different people. You know, you have, I mean, there has to be like personality plays a big part into this whole thing. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, who do I, who can I talk to about anything? You know, who, who has an all access pass into my life? Who have I given permission to like come at you of an all access pass to kind of to, to call out or to speak into like, I need you to see my life. I need to, and to, to, 
both, you know, we, we think, oh man, oh, I need, you call me out, man, when I'm off, when I'm off track, like, no, it's not just call me out, but it's also that speaking into what do you see in me that is redemptive? And what do you see me doing that that's bringing about good? And how, again, like the, like I mentioned earlier in my story, I needed people to speak in and tell me like what they saw God doing in me and how, and through me. And so I would say that, you know, at a baseline, it's just like, who is that? Who, you know, as, as a man, like who is, who is that other, that other man, I would, I would recommend like a guy, you know, having another guy that kind of, that is that person who has an all access pass. I think spouses can be that. And I think they are naturally, they, they are. And I think in a healthy marriage, there's going to be some really good um, life giving, um, you know, aspects to that, to, to what we're describing here. But I also, I think it's also healthy to not just have my, it's not just my spouse that knows me, you know, and it's not just a friend who lives on the other side of the country who knows me, you know, that, but like someone that, that really I'm doing life with that, that they see me in the inner work, you know, you know, throughout the week and they, they have that front row seat and that all access pass into my life. So I think it, it doesn't need to be 10 doesn't even need to be three, but at least like one, one or two others that um, you're living in a life that's both um, the way I heard it put. I like it was just you're living visibly and vulnerably with mm-hmm. visibly. They see you. They see you in day to day life um, and vulnerably where they have that all access pass. And so, yeah, I think it can stress out people who are like, I'm an introvert. I don't, you know, I don't like talking about feelings already. And now you're telling me I need to go have, you know, a, a big team of people that, and we're just, I think we're saying like, man, it, it's, yeah, it's one, it's two. Like, and I think it's also two, it's more of just a posture. You know, it's, we're not trying to meet a quota here. Like saying, oh, you got to have it, but it's a posture of, you know, how can I, invest in and cultivate the relationships I already have. How can I lean into those and be more, be intentional and to, to seek to be, um, a, uh, again, provide that trusted, um, environment where we can actually be real with one another. And so more of a posture, I'd say than a quota. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think that's, that's uh, reassuring for the introverts out there that are yeah. <laughs> not, not wanting to go just share their feelings with everyone. But what would you say to the extrovert listening that's, uh, you know, maybe has 10, 20, 30 people that they've let in maybe 80%, they've, they've let in, you know, 70, 80% to a lot of people. They have no problem sharing mm-hmm. surface level and maybe even a, a level deeper, but uh, those that are still, maybe they have a lot of people they're, they're open with and they're willing to share with, but mm-hmm. knowing that they're letting in that last 10 or 20%. Yeah. That's a good way, good way to put it. Like there's a lot, you know, extroverts, it's easy for, for, you know, all of my friends, this network to know if they see the 80% or the 90, you know, uh, but who is it that gets that 10%? You know, who, who is it that I've, I've invited in and, uh, to be a part of that, uh, so I think for the expert, it'd probably be the same thing. It's just like, it's asking like, who is it? And, and not just like, oh, it's, it's Dave. Cause I, you know, I like him and we talk about things, but like, I mean, let's be intentional here. Let, let's say like, no, you know, it's, I'm going to start because it's, I know that it's, it's in my best interest and the interest of Dave, like for, for us to, to be healthy, strong leaders and men, like we, we need to 
give, we need to have time and space for these conversations. And so when is that, when is that happening? Put it on a calendar, like kind of schedule your life around these important relationships. And so it can be easy to be an extrovert and to be, Oh, everyone knows me. They like me. Or like, you're just kind of constantly with people and stuff, but to be completely alone for people to not even know you, they don't know what's really going on with you. And so again, it doesn't have to be everybody and all your Facebook friends. It just needs to, I think it, there needs to be one or two people that can, that, that, that truly do know us. And so, I mean, for me, what that looks like is um, we've, we've started doing these things. We call them DNA groups um, at Seacoast. And it's really, it's three or four guys who meet regularly. Um, and it's really to provide space and time for these kinds of conversations, you know, and to, to look over uh, God's word together, to ask like, ask the the hard questions and to be able to share what's going on. And so it's, it's in my calendar and it's, it's a regular thing. And, and I know that there's times where um, like, I know I'm getting together with my, my DNA group and these guys, like they're great. <laughs> there's times I look forward to it. Like, Oh man, I can't wait to, to, you know, sh- for them to share this burden or to whatever. And there's times where I'm like, Oh shoot, they're going to ask about this. And <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready to go there, yeah. but it's, it's there. It's, it's a commitment. It's a, you know, it's in, it's in the calendar. Well, I'd say that that regular, regular rhythm is, is probably important too, because it's, if you don't have that, it's not like just because you have someone that you've been able to share that with in the past that yeah. you're just going to, you're going to walk in the door and I'm just going to be like, Oh man, here's what's going on. I'm gonna get right into it. I think there's kind of a, probably still a buildup that has to happen. And that probably is minimized though, the more regular that, those, uh, you know, interactions are occurring, I would guess. Yeah. I mean, it's like stepping into the gym, you know, if it's like a regular part of your routine and, and stuff, it's going to be a whole lot a different experience than just, you know, once a quarter, <laughs> which is what I've been up to lately. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. So yeah, you got, you develop, like just, it's, re, it's getting your reps in relationally and, there's no, again, there's no, there's no place that we need to say, Oh, like, here's where you need to be at. You know, this, it's like, no, it's just, again, it's a posture. It's a direction. It's an intentionality just to, to lean in to that and, and to cultivate that. Yeah. I, th- I think it's been awesome so far. And I, I, you know, some of the questions that are coming up, I'm just trying to picture questions that, that might be you know, being asked. I know we're, we're a little off script as, as usual, but That's uh, for the, you know, for, for guys that might, or for anyone listening, is the, is it okay that the, does it have to be a, a mutual relationship? Does it have to be like hmm. you and I sharing each other? So you share, I share type thing, or are there going to be some times where that might not be the case and you might have to, you know, give in, or, or I guess hmm. give as in listen, listen in one case where you come in, I'm, I'm someone that you trust to be able to confide in and listen to, but yeah, maybe you're not necessarily hearing, hearing my feelings or emotions or I, I don't feel comfortable. Like it's not mutual. Reason. Yeah. And, and is it okay to have those as separate things that, or should that be, I know ideally it's, it's in the same relationship, but are there times mm-hmm. where that's going to be kind of separated of you might have to be on the receiving end for one and, and give on another side of it. Yeah. Your question just reminded me of DTRs back in the day, kind of define the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> MySpace official. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's our status? No, I think it's, again, I don't think it has to be any certain way. Um, I think there's, it's good to know. 
I think it's good to, to have a mutual, like here's a place where we both have said, like, again, going back to that all access pass that we both have been give, giving each other that all access pass and permission. Uh, there's going to be people. And even in that scenario, there's going to be times, let's say you and I, Dave, we're meeting regularly. Uh, there's going to be times where you're going through the ringer and it isn't very much me entering in and, and into your, your world for, you know, and so it kind of can kind of feel like it's all love and so like towards you and like, you know, the time and the conversation is all regarding whatever issue you're going through and life circumstance. And then there's going to be times where it's, it's me. And then there's going to be times where it's just like, we're just checking in. So life happens, there's ebbs and flows um, to that. But, you know, if you're in a relationship or if you're in a, you know, you're, you're meeting with somebody and they're just constantly, you know, like, again, the, the terminology that, that comes to mind is like, they're sucking you dry. You know, there's, there's people who give life and then take it. <laughs> um, when you're in a, you know, you're hanging out with someone and just like every single time you get together, it's just sucking you dry. I mean, that's, that's a, you know, that could be, well, I don't know what, you know, it, it all varies. Like, you know, I think in my line of work and what I do, a lot of my time is spent with that because it's just the role that I have. That's my, my job. And I love, I love that. Um, and I think it's actually easy for me to think, uh, to, to just become, I'm just a giver. I'm just going to be here to, to, to support and encourage them and to listen to them. And I can become shut off and isolated. So it's actually really important for me to remember that, no, I'm, I'm needy as well. And I need to be a part of those part of relationships that were I'm being ministered to put it that way. So I don't, I, I don't know. What do you think about that? I mean, the, the mutualness, the, the give and take versus one, one way. How would you respond to your own question? Yeah. It, was, it came up as I was, as you were talking, cause I, you know, I can think, I can think back to times, all the scenarios of, of having something mutual, obviously, I think is the most fulfilling and most rewarding of knowing that yeah. going into a conversation that I'm, I may be on more of the listening end or I may be on more of the talking end based on that. But I've, I've also been on other sides where it's where I'm listening a lot and just absorbing and taking it in, which mm -hmm. I'm, I'm totally fine with, but then you're a good if, listener. If I'm only, but if I'm only doing that, then, and if I'm not getting a chance to, express it, then I, yeah. then it gets, it gets pent up. And, yeah. uh, I know being more, more of a bias for me towards listening than to expressing, I have a harder time expressing things, but I'm more okay. That also causes me to, to hide to some degree because I'm more okay asking questions and listening and mm. absorbing. And I think I have more capacity to do that than maybe someone who's always talking in good examples, honestly, with, with Lindsay and I, she, you know, I'm, I would say, and she would agree. Like I, I, do, I do more of the listening, but there's times then, but then it, the, the hurts deeper for me, I think when I, when I do try and express and I don't feel hurt or if I don't have that outlet with, with other guys or with, with her in yeah. particular, you know, I, I have this capacity to listen, but hmm. when I do speak, it's, it, uh, I'll say it carries more weight, but I'm, I'm more looking for, for someone to be able to, hear me the same way that I feel like I can hear others. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a gift. Like when someone's a good listener, it's like, again, it's such, a, it is such an amazing gift. That's what people, 
Yeah. So I'm, in my marriage, I'm the talker. <laughs> <laughs> and Paige. Sorry, Paige. <laughs> Sorry, Paige. Uh, and she, yeah, she has a gift of just being able to, to listen and to, to, to really make me feel heard. And it's a phenomenal gift. I try to do that for other people and <laughs> it's, it's tough, but yeah, I think you're, you're a fantastic listener and um, like you, and you're really listening. You're not just allowing someone to talk. Like you're actually listening to what they say and, but you also have your own needs or your own things that you want need to articulate and you need to have that place uh, to be able to do that. So you need to be more of a guest on a podcast versus the host of one. Yep. That's what we're getting down to here. Yeah. That's yeah. a secret. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that. And uh, you know, I think, I think it just shows though. I, I, I love that tangent because it just shows that I think as a, as a listener, I hear, we'll call listeners and talkers for easy, uh, easy division. I think as a listener, I hear people that are so open with their feelings and you hear the talkers that maybe are sharing that 80% too, especially with social media nowadays. I think Mm -hmm. that's such a danger because there are, it's a, you know, it's, it's business friendly to be vulnerable and be authentic and be let people in to a degree. Yeah. But you see people that can more easily do that. And as a listener, I think that's harder because you're like, I wish I could just more easily share, but Mm -hmm. as the talker side as well, I think, especially as it relates to this conversation, it's, it's, there's needs to work on too of like, Oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm talking too much and need to work more on that, that listening skills. That's something that you've had to like intentionally develop over the, over the years. Yeah. A hundred percent. Dude, hundred percent. Like <laughs> I remember um, again, there's this one moment I remember where I was giving a little presentation um, with a group of leaders uh at our church and my a guy that was I was meeting with at the time uh, was a part of that that group and so I gave my little presentation and we met up the next week and he kind of was like hey I think we should debrief your presentation or you know what you shared uh, and he I still remember this, this day he said uh, he asked me some questions like how prepared do you feel like you were well, well you know some diagnostic questions I'm like oh gosh he's setting something up here. <laughs> Here it comes. And then he laid it on me. He's like, I feel like you subjected your, you subjected the entire audience to um, whatever half hour, 45 minutes of rambling or like it was, you subjected this group of people to your just endless rambling. And again, he didn't use those specific words, but that's like what I heard. And I was like, uh, now I don't know if that was like the most, you know, helpful way to put it. Thank you, Mr. Mentor. Uh, <laughs> But it, but it was also, you know, one of those things where I, it, it, it showed me like numerous things, but it did in that, in that moment, it was like, you know what, I, I need to, um, and I want to become a better listener. And that wasn't what that presentation was about. I was there to, to talk and I was, unpre- I, for the record, I was unprepared. But I think when he, when he said that, it also kind of evoked this sense of like, oh man, like, I think I do that a lot. I think I do that. I, I talk and talk and talk and it's not because I'm trying to necessarily make a point. Um, maybe sometimes but there's a sense of just, I'm, I want either I'm trying to prove myself to this person. I want them to think of me in a certain way. I'm, you know, and at the end of the day, it's like, man, I, I want to also be a person that knows how to listen. Well, you know, I want to, I want to be again, that, that, 
that safe place for someone who can, they can share whatever's going on with them. And it takes asking good questions. It takes curiosity. And so, yeah, there's definitely, it's been a journey and a process. I'm far from done, but I think there's been an unawareness and um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah. I love that you say awareness. Cause I'm sure people listening can, you know, mostly identify on, on one side or the other of either the, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's uh, revealed uh, an opportunity to improve either on the expression side of it or the, mm-hmm. you know, listening side of it and, and being that for, for someone else. And if you, uh, I guess, if you don't know where, where you're at, then seeking, seeking feedback or yeah. uh, just <laughs> starting to have that awareness. If you're like, yeah, I haven't listened in a, in a couple months and mm-hmm. I'm just always or vice versa. I think it's good to, good to have some of that awareness. Yeah. I honestly ask somebody, Hey, do you, do you think I'm a good listener? You know, like ask for feedback on it and let people talk. <laughs> I don't do that. Uh, <laughs> no, it's a scary thing, but you know, we can't, we can't address what we don't know. Right. And so let's, you know, a lot of people in our life that have been brought there to help us see our blind spots. And it's not to say, I gotcha. You know, like you idiot, like, no, it's man, this is a, an area that's actually holding you back from becoming more fully who God created you to be. So it's an, it's an act of love. Yeah. And, uh, if they, if they started with, do you really want to know the truth? Then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. then you know, it's coming. <laughs> then you know, it's coming. Then you probably need to ask Brace. me more. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I don't actually. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's good. That's so great. No, I've, I've, I've this chat so far. I, you know, we can, we can start to wrap things up unless, is there anything you want to add on the topic of just, uh, you know, receiving love to give love as it relates to, to leadership as it relates to leadership in our marriage and our, in our workplace or any of those things that you want to, mm. you want to add to it? I mean, it, I feel like it's just one of those topics that bleeds into everything. I think the being able to trust others with yourself. And I'd say for me, it's trusting God with who I am and trusting others with myself. That that's where true growth is. And, you know, to the degree we trust people that will either limit or, um, or, or bring about growth. Because uh, we can't, we're not created to do life alone and to be everything. You and I, we do not possess within ourselves the resources <laughs> to, to live this life um, apart from other people. We're interconnected, interdependent, and that's what we were created to be. And so um, I think it, it affects every aspect of life. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, for those, in, you know, for your listeners who are who are married, I mean, 100 percent, like that's where a lot of this begins. You know, that's your you can't I mean, you can leave, you can clock out at the end of the day and, or say, you know, say goodbye to your 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 coworkers, your colleagues or whatever. Like, but if they, like you're with your spouse and that's that, that actually for me has been a place where a lot of this stuff has been kind of within myself has been, you know, experienced and expressed and um, it hasn't all been pretty, you know, but it's, but it's been one of those things where I'm so thankful that the way that God has designed us to be. And I wanted to step more fully into that. So, yeah, that's great. And I, I think uh, you bring up a good point too, with whatever your beliefs are, your, your marriage needs to come before coworkers come before those things. If you mm-hmm. find that you're, able to confide more easily in, in coworkers or in, in friends, but you feel like you're keeping things from a, from a spouse. I think that's sort of the first place we have to have to start in, in the home and being able to, you know, how that affects 
our relationship, our, our kids, our future kids and all those things. I think it's, uh, you know, definitely a, a place to we have to start. Yeah. hundred percent. It's if that's happening in your marriage, I mean, that's a, it's a light on the dashboard saying there's something going on and under in the engine mm-hmm. check engine. And again, that's like, that's a, you know, that's a place of asking for help. If we have to get help for, with our marriage, like that's, we're expressing we're not perfect. <laughs> and mm-hmm. guess what? No one, anyone, anyone who knows you is not going to be surprised. <laughs> it's, it, it's a statement of like, we're limited, we're weak and we need help. So yeah, I'll lean into that. Yeah. And uh, especially with your, with your background in the church too. And I, I totally understand not, not everyone listening is, you know, shares, shares my beliefs or our beliefs and mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're totally fine with that. But I know we were talking off, off camera here of, of how your relationship with God, you know, can kind of enhance that. we talked a lot about community with, with others and mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, regardless of your beliefs, I think we can all agree that that's, you know, a core principle is having that with other people, but how does your relationship with God or how have you seen this played out with others in terms of, I don't say enhancing this, but, uh, you know, making it, making it easier to, to share, to lean into that. So how's my relationship with God been a resource for me relationally with others? Is that kind of yeah. the question? How, how has it made this whole topic easier? Cause this is, this is a tough, a yeah. tough topic. How is, how is your relationship with God allowed you to be more vulnerable, allowed you to both accept and mm. give love in that way. Yeah. Well, I mean, first and foremost, it's it, like what I mentioned earlier, it's, it, you know, accepting that I'm a created being. And then, you know, the idea of, you know, I have a God who created me, who loves, who loves me. And, you know, I don't think he, you know, we talk about, um, you know, I mean, Jesus comes and Jesus, he, he, he does what he does. Uh, he lives, lives a perfect life. He dies in our place. Uh, there's forgiveness. And what's so cool about the Christian gospel is that there's not just forgiveness of sins, but there's also new life, you know, that we are, we are created like the, the Bible tells us that we are, if we are in Christ, we're a new creation. And, um, I think about the, you know, new creation. Why, like, okay. So if I'm a new creation, how did God create me? Well, he, cre- he created me. He, he's not, doesn't cre- create broken things. He doesn't create, uh, you know, things that, that are, uh, that are broken and just like, and are repulsive. No, he created something beautiful. And he it's just leaning into like, how did God create me to be? And he created me for relationships and he's, he's done everything that he is uh, need, that is needed to be done to, to draw me back into relationship with him. And I don't have anything to hide before God. I know like a lot of times when we think of God, Oh man, he's just, he, he, you know, a lot of times we can conjure up the sense of like, we haven't, there's an angry deity who's out to get me. And like, that's just, that's a lie. That's not, that's not who God is. God is, he is love and he's expressed his love in, in the person of Jesus Christ. So like, when I think about God, I know that I have a loving father, a heavenly father who loves me and has given his, his son for me. And so there's a sense like, um, for me, for that to be good news, first and foremost, I have to come to the place that I've, I'm admitting need, you know, like the gospel, it requires us to, to admit need in order to receive the love of God. we have to say, I need that, <laughs> that there, you know, that, be, you know, that there is something that was, that is wrong and that God has, has redeemed and he has come in. He's provided everything that's needed for that rescue to happen. And so that to me, it's, you know, when I think about our relationship with God and being a resource for relating to other people is that I don't have anything to hide. I don't have anything to prove. 
I don't have to have anything to protect. I don't have to pretend because God knows everything about me and has, and, and truly loves me. Like that sets me free to go out and to love others. It, it, it sets me free to go out and to express to others. Like I need you, you know, because my meaning and my value in life is not about me being the macho man and having it all together. You know, that's not the scorecard that I'm playing off of anymore. You know, like when God looks at me, he's like, no, I'm, I'm actually, I'm really pleased with my creation. I'm pleased with Matt. I, you know, I, I created him in, in, in such a beautiful way. And I'm, 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 I want him to lean more fully into who I created him to be. And I want, and for me to experience that, it's just, um, it takes the pressure off of needing to prove myself to other people. It's like, I'm accepted by God for who I am and I can go and um, give, spend my life giving to others versus trying to take from them, you know? And so that's one of those things that has really bleeds into all of life for me as well is you know, it's like receiving um, love from God <laughs> vertically and to be able to express that horizontally because we'll only give away what we believe that we've received. And if we believe that God is stingy and holding out on us, we're not going to, we're not going to give much away because we're going to hold it, hold it to ourselves. If we have a God who's lavished crazy, crazy love on us and is, is, is filled us and is sending us to love and to bless others. And so that's huge. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate sharing that. I, I, I hear a lot of things within that, but uh, one thing that stands out is it seems like that vertical relationship expands our capacity to give where we, hmm. with that relationship, we don't have to be as reliant on other people. You know, in, in my example, I don't feel as reliant on other people hearing me or, or having to, you know, receive as much from a relationship, even though that's, I, I, I know that's so important. and still something we, we need those mutual relationships like we talked about, but I think it does expand our capacity to give more and not have to look for, you know, look for a mutual, like 50, 50 exchange of like, Hey, yeah. man, last time I, <laughs> I totally. spent an hour talking. So like you need to give me an hour today, you know? Yeah. Or to like, yeah, we're obsessed with like the, you know, the ROI on this relationship. It's like, you know what? No, I've been given everything. God has not held back. He's given me everything in Jesus. And I'm now I'm here to give. I mean, what does life begin to look like when you truly believe that you, you lack nothing, you've been given everything that ultimately matters, you know, all of the meaning and value and acceptance and, you know, all of that. When you, you believe that you have that in Christ, like it just sets you free to go and to be a blessing to others. And, you're at the same time, and again, it feels a little bit like a paradox, but it also set, means that I can go and be real with others and to receive their love. You know, it's like, cause there still are, there are ways, you know, being here as humans on this planet, we're still going to have needs, you know, and people are waiting, waiting for us, standing by waiting for us to, to love us. We have to believe that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome point. And, uh, you know, as, as we start to wrap up here and it's a, a fitting question that, you know, as, as I approach you about the, the podcast and mm-hmm. even on the, you know, this one's very heavily, obviously the, the love and the vulnerability piece is already ingrained to it. So it, it doesn't need as much of a segue, but in, you know, other ones talked about of people get on for, 
for health podcasts or business things or leadership things. And uh, one of the questions asked people is on vulnerability because, you know, we've talked about, especially in the social media world, it's such a, it's such a, you know, facade of like, all is good. We see the highlight reels. We see those things. And Mm -hmm. uh, that can be dangerous for men to see because it, it creates this, it reinforces the the belief that we have to have it all together, that we have to put up that macho front that we can't be vulnerable because what well, we see all these people that are quote successful that are, uh, have it all together. They've, they've got the, the external things, the, the house, the marriage, the, mm-hmm. you know, these things, but uh, we don't, we don't see the whole picture on that. So, you know, I'd love, uh, because you're a, you're pastor, you know, so you got everything figured out. You got a totally. life a hundred percent dialed in. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I know you don't have anything you're vulnerable <laughs> about, but if you, if you did have something to be vulnerable about, is there anything, uh, you know, any challenge you faced maybe recently or in the past that ended up mm. being actually a catalyst for your growth as a man? Oh man. It's, it's a great question. Yeah. And the quick answer is yes. A hundred percent. I think most recently it's been, it's been a season, uh, but with my wife Paige and just the journey of pregnancy, never, ever thought that that was going to be a thing. You know, I thought once you want to have kids, you, you know, you do a couple of things and you have kids and I just thought that it was just, um, as easy as that. And this whole journey, like for us over the course of, of, of you know, probably five, six uh, years of going through, you know, we've had a several miscarriages. There's been just these weird question marks in terms of like, you know, is this ever going to work out for us? And then, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we have like a couple two two years ago, God totally blessed us with um, Archer, our, our son. Um, and there's, you know, we're, we're, we would love to have a, a, a growing family. And so it's a, both a past journey and a current one that has brought me to this place of man like what is it's 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 on multiple levels it's been really difficult and i think one of the things is you know talking about emotions and feelings and all that stuff as much as i talk about how important that is it's something that is still hard for me to do and it can be really hard for me to do at times with Paige, as we go through these these hardships and you know these losses you know she's a very she's a feeler she's you know and um, very emotional. And these kinds of things are, are very emotional, um, especially for our wives that, you know, when it, when, in, I remember just even recently when we went through another loss, it was just a sense of like, man, like it felt like it was exposing in me this, like, I don't feel like I'm enough. I don't feel like I'm enough to, to be, or be what she needs in this moment. It, was, it made me feel weak. It was made me feel inadequate. And again, these are things that can be really linchpins, to like pivot me to like, to like, no, it's okay that I'm weak. It's okay that I'm not enough. You know, I, my adequacy is not found in my you know, ability to fix this, but those feelings come up and it's once again, I think through um, this whole, I'm just going to call it a season because it's a multiple, multi year journey that we've been on i've been blown away with how god has used i got as has brought other women into Paige's life to minister to care for and to love on her and to be there with her in a way that i just feel like i can't i i don't feel you know i don't have i don't have all that she needs and that's okay 
And so, but it makes me, it makes me thankful that, that the way that those, that God provides those kinds of people. Uh, and in the same way for me that I've been able to go out and process with other men, how, like I'm, what I'm feeling, what I'm experiencing, the, like this not enoughness, this inadequacy to be able to process that and to, to be vulnerable with it. So honestly, that's been such a, you know, there's been multiple things that I've learned and am learning through that journey of, of, of pregnancy and, and wanting to grow and build a family that if it wasn't for that, there'd be many, many things I just would never have learned about who God is and, and who I am and how to be a husband, how to be, um, to, to love her well in that. And so that, uh, yeah, I mean, that's definitely the, the one that's, I think the most fresh and ongoing is, is that, and you know what, it's not something I can just go and fix. <laughs> I can't go watch a few YouTube videos, uh, and, you know, or have it figured out or read up, read a book. It's, there's a lot of question marks. And so for me, it's just learning to like, I want to be a team together with her. I don't want this to drive us apart. And so for me, it's leading is like taking initiative to be, I want to walk this journey together and to enter in and not resist feeling all these feelings, but enter into them to be there with her. It's tough though. Man, man I appreciate you sharing that. And it's, uh, you know, I, I know how, how tough it's, it's been, but also an, an encouragement to, to seek that unity and to be an encouragement for others that whether they're going through something specifically the same or, or other, you know, marriage holds its whole waves of, of challenges and, and struggles. But, uh, you know, I love what you said about not having to be everything for our spouse. And I, I think, you know, I, I definitely fall into that mm-hmm. too, of trying to fill every need and solve every problem yeah. and, and do that. And, uh, to know that that's not on us to, to do that or to, put pressures on our spouse to do the same for us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the kind of the, one of the gifts that we can give to our spouse is that we would have other guys that we can confide in just so that they're not our lightning pole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just come home and dump on them. It's no, there's, there's enough going on in life to just to, you know, spread it out and to share. Um, yeah. So yeah, cultivating that is a huge, huge gift for our spouse. Yeah. Yeah, no, this has been, uh, it's been great. And I, I don't, I don't know how to find just a few takeaways. I don't know if you have any, uh, <laughs> uh, summaries. I know we mentioned things like identifying it, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sur- surrounding in, in community and finding those people that you can confide in, whether it's just one person being able to pour in to, you know, a hundred percent, not, not living at that 80, 80% mark. And, yeah. uh, any other things you want to add? Uh, we, we touched on a lot of things and I, I think it's, uh, you know, applicable, whether you're on the listening end or the talking end or whether you're, mm. you know, guy, girl, whatever you believe in, um, you know, this is, this is something that to, to be the way we're created to be and to, to live in that community, we have to have to be able to embrace. And it's, it's hard, it's sticky, it's, it's challenging, but, uh, any, any encouragement for, for people trying to step out into this? Yeah. Um, so I have one author, he he puts it this way. It takes a lifetime to learn how to live, you know? And so like, let's just be okay with where we're at, but like, you know, we're setting a course heading here and we're heading in a direction and trying to to develop a posture. So it's okay. Wherever you're at today, there's no shame. There's no guilt in that. Um, 
it takes a lifetime to learn how to live. And so we're all works in progress. And so that's the first thing. Actually, speaking of that, that author, his name is Chip Dodd. He wrote a book called The Voice of the Heart. And maybe you could throw that in the show notes or something for mm-hmm. your listeners. Um, if you're, that book for me was one of the books that I think just kind of gave me these aha moments of discovering what is it that I'm feeling here? You know, and, and he does a fantastic job identifying the core feelings and, uh, and giving language to that. So, uh, yeah, as far as summary wrap up thoughts, I mean, this, um, yeah, it's, again, it's a, it's a process and, you know, as we seek to, to become, you know, a, to become healthy as men, it's not just our, our physical health and our mental health, you know, it's spiritual health, it's emotional, it's relational health as well. And so I just, I'm thankful for, you know, for you, Dave, that you would even, you know, tie this in, bring me in here to have this conversation, tie this into your, you know, for your listeners as they are all pursuing uh, health and to become the best version of themselves as they can. Like we can't guys, we can't ignore um, our, our hearts, you know, and um, it's going to, it takes, it takes time, but like we can't ignore what's going on inside because I, uh, we could have everything right on the surface, but if our, if our hearts are, are just <laughs> behind walls because we have not allowed them to come out, you know, that's, that's not healthy. And so I'm hoping that this would be an encouragement to those, the, the guys, the listeners, men and women that are on this journey of, of health and that they would, they would be able to find and to cultivate those relationships with others. No, I, I, I totally appreciate coming on. And when we, we wanted to get you on here for, initially talked about it we were thinking of ideas how to build bigger biceps as a pastor how yeah, to, you know, different episodes yeah. we'll say that one for a different <laughs> one but uh you know I, I love being able to share this and i it's uh you know th- this kind of episode i think people can respond different different ways to it I, mm-hmm. I i really you know encourage people to to take this to heart and see that this bleeds into to everything because it's said whether you're pursuing health whether you're pursuing you know, finances or business help, or just trying to live a better life. Like this is the, is the foundation of it. And I think, uh, Hmm. you know, I'm, I'm just excited for you to be able to come on and and for us to be able to share this because it is important. And some people might, you know, there's going to be people that probably roll their eyes or see the the episode of vulnerability and and (laughs) love. And it's like, well, that's not what I'm looking for in a, in trying to better myself, but it's, it's such a, it's, it's such a principle that just, you know, expands to wherever you're at, whatever you're trying to do. And especially as men, especially as men, it's, it's hard to do. It's, uh, it's hard to talk about. I think mm. it's, uh, hard to have a, a safe space to, to have that, to see that as okay, but I know that it, it is. And if you're having a hard time finding that, I think it's something that, you know, you can have what you want this map, but finding a community where you can and finding maybe a friend where you can or finding someone where you can confide in. Cause it feels like this is so out there and something that's not possible for your situation, then uh, mm. I'd say probably evaluate who, you know, where you can, where you can find people that, that will accept you for, for who you are. Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, who are the people you already are spending your time with and what would it look like to lean into those relationships with intention and to, to be vulnerable and you know, it's going to be risky. It's going to be dangerous, but the greater risk is to, to like keep yourself sealed up. That's the greater risk. 
And so live, live from the heart, live fully and to lean into that. It's, it's going to be not only a gift to you, it's going to be a gift to others as well. Yeah. So great. And we do have a, one more hypothetical question here. We ask all the guests and I know you weren't prepared as of uh, the start. Lay it on me, bro. Let's go. But you're, uh, you're ready to go. So you have a, your leaving favorite coffee shop in town, which is. Ooh, right now it's Phil's. Phil's. Yeah. It's the pour over guy right now. The pour over. I love it. Yeah. We're all about our pour overs, but (laughs) you're leaving Phil's and uh, you run into younger, younger Matt, 10 years, 10 years prior. Oh, dang. uh, An important, uh, on your way to meet with Paige and Archie, you got an important, uh, important day with them. Can't be late. 60 seconds to talk with younger Matt. He's looking for some life advice some wisdom. What are you saying to him and what advice are you giving to him? Oh man. First thing is start surfing, start to surf, (laughs) catch the bugs. (laughs) I started surfing recently and I'm, I'm secretly holding a a grudge against everybody who did not get me into it sooner. So you know who you are now. That's, that's one thing. The other thing would be shave your beard. Uh, It does not look good. Um, the third thing would, I mean, just to kind of echo on what we've been talking about here, because this is not just theoretical. Um, hey, oh, let's talk about this topic. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, cool. Uh, this is what I've been living in and what we've been talking about uh, for a while. And it would it, it would be just ex- the exact same advice. Would be like, Matt, don't live in don't live in fear. Like, uh, lean in and to tr- trust others with yourself. Trust God with who you are. Trust others with yourself. Don't waste time trying to be strong and pre- pretend and to bluff your way through life. I, my, my younger self would be confused with, with all that meant, but it's, it's the core of that message is you are enough. God has, has made you enough. Uh, live, you can live your life trusting yourself with trusting him with yourself and others with yourself and experience just the, the life and the freedom that comes in that. Yeah, I love it. Do you uh, do you have any place people can connect with you if uh, connect with you or maybe with the church if if uh, that's yeah, a better place? Yeah, I'm always in the gym. Come on, but I'm just kidding. I'm never in the gym. A set of girls in. <laughs> uh, oh, man, I'm not much of a social media guy, but I am on Twitter at Matt Carlson. Got on there early enough, so I don't have to be at Matt Carlson underscore seven five two five 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 three. That's big. But uh, yeah, that's but um, I'm. Yeah, that'd be the one place. And then at Seacoast, if you guys are interested in checking uh, Seacoast out, we're seacoast-church.org, seacoast-church.org. So those are the two places. Love it, bro. I know you're not a big social media guy. That's why I had to Dared. Had to, had to go there, though. But, <laughs> man, I appreciate you coming on. Love the love the topic today. I, yeah, thank uh, you. I love what guys are going to get out of it if they can you know, take it. And, and you don't have to agree with everything we talked about in it, but, uh, you know, peel back and, and find those, those core principles, those things, find just even, you know, one or two things that you can take and start mm-hmm. to like say lean into and just, you know, embrace it. Don't, don't write it off as something that's not applicable to you. Cause I guarantee it's applicable to everyone. So love yeah. it. Love you, bro. Appreciate being here. Uh, thanks for having me for sharing it. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the men made for more podcast. I hope you found today's show valuable and that you have some actionable strategies you can apply to your life today. If this is your first time listening, thanks for being here. The aim of this podcast is to provide a ton of the best possible content to help you grow in your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. If you enjoyed the podcast and found it helpful, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review. These subscriptions and reviews help other like-minded men 
discover the podcast, and take the next step in strengthening their body, their mind, and their purpose. If you're a regular listener, I can't thank you enough for investing in yourself in this show. Please make sure to share this with a friend or post on social media and tag me with your favorite part from today's show. If you haven't already, make sure to join the Men Made for More Facebook group to be a part of a community of like-minded men that are elevating their game and living for more by searching Men Made for More on Facebook. Keep challenging yourself, growing, and know that it's okay to get out of your comfort zone and know that you're made for more. Thanks for listening and see you guys soon.